My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, Here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning and welcome to Travel and Cruise Industry News Podcast. Uh, I'm having difficulty with signal this morning, so we got absolutely no guarantees on the show today. Uh, But welcome to uh, Travel and Cruise Industry News Podcast for this, the 24th day of August. Coming to you from Skagway, Alaska. Looking forward to the day as I'm going to actually get to meet my friend Nate. I'm going to his office uh, for a little lunch this afternoon. So, and we are sitting at the pier in Skagway right next to, that's a Disney, which Disney ship is up here? Wish, I think. Anyway, Disney ship right next to us. Can't see what, what ship it is. Have to give you a story. I was hoping to actually to have a guest this morning, and I failed to confirm yesterday about today. So uh, if she comes in, I'll introduce her at that time. <clears throat> However, it doesn't look like it, but I got to tell you a story. So yesterday, I was really concerned about my vegetable levels. So I ordered a, you know, a Bloody Mary so I could get the vegetable levels up where they're supposed to be. And I sipped on the Bloody Mary and I enjoyed it. And I got down to the, to the bottom and of course that's two olives and the celery and I munched on a little celery. I'm not a big celery fan, but it had two big stuffed olives in the bottom of the glass. So I had eaten one of the olives, which was stuffed with a pickle. All right. Oh, well, that was fine. That went along with the, with, you know, getting the levels up. The second olive uh, was stuffed with what I, I thought it was a piece of pimento, even though it was a, you know, it was a big olive. So I just plopped it in my mouth. 
and started chewing away. Well, it wasn't a minto. It was a holy hell hot pepper in there. My eyes are still watering from that pepper yesterday, and it took six hours to get my breath back. So if you ever have a Bloody Mary, folks, make sure you know what's stuffed in the olives before you eat it. Just a little word of advice. All right, we do have some a little bit of news this morning. Again, it's not been the, the greatest time for news other than weather. Could we have two hurricanes at once in the Atlantic? It's only been done twice, folks. 1959 and 1933. It's possible. Celebrity cancels had some cancellations. New Staten Dam's a legendary voyage. You know, I was on the New Staten Dam last year. Lovely ship. One of my favorite ships. Galveston eyes the fourth terminal. And Serenade of the Sea screws canceled for a charter. And lots more live here at 11 o'clock this morning. All right, guys, today is National Waffle Day. I haven't seen waffles on this ship. I haven't been to the, the main dining room for breakfast. I just grab it in the buffet. I, I've seen French toast and I've seen some pancakes, but I don't think I've seen a waffle. So I don't know if I can celebrate National Waffle Day or not. Maybe I'll have French toast after the show. That would be uh, close, sort of. I mean, you know, it's cooked roughly the same way, and it's got syrup. So that's as close as it gets. If you're listening by the podcast, welcome aboard. You can always access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net, or wherever you get your podcast from. All the big guys just search for travel and cruise industry news, and up pops the fat travel guy. Anytime that you're listening to the podcast, if you ever want to jump over to the video feed, all you have to do is go to the description of the podcast and there'll be a link so you can do just that. If you want to take check out any clips or pictures or interviews that we might be doing that day. If you haven't already done so, please hit the thumbs up. That helps the channel out a lot. If you haven't subscribed, please consider that as well. Doesn't cost you anything. Continues with the growth of the channel, which has been pretty good here lately. Uh, but at any rate, uh, let's take this as my invitation to join us. Feel free to hop into the chat room and join my regulars that are there constantly talking amongst themselves and paying absolutely no attention to what I'm doing. All right, we got to start looking here first thing this morning at the weather again. This is the Atlantic. And as you can see, uh, things are still a bit screwed up in the Atlantic. Franklin is pulling away from Turks and Caicos this morning. And it's forecast to strengthen today. 
Currently, it's about 55 miles east-northeast of Grand Turk Island. Maximum sustained winds are 50. Presently, it's moving north at 13 miles an hour. The pressure has dropped to 1,001. A turn toward the northeast and then east-northeast with a decrease in forward speed is forecast during the next couple of days. The center of Franklin will continue to move further away from the Dominican Republic and over the south western Atlantic into the weekend. In addition to previously reported cruise alterations, Colonel Magic was supposed to be in Grand Turk yesterday and Amber Cove today. Uh, neither will happen. We'll go to Nassau and Bimini instead. Now, there's no way to forecast how much it's going to strengthen. Could it become a hurricane? Most definitely. At the same time, we got Emily out there, the pain in the butt Emily. You know, she watches this show all the time. Well, this is her storm out there in the Atlantic that's, you know, got declassified. Well, it's unclassified and strengthening again. It's in the sub central subtropical Atlantic, the remnants of the original Emily. It's an area of low pressure located about a thousand miles east-southeast of Bermuda, uh, continues to produce a large area of disorganized showers and thunderstorms. Upper-level winds are forecast to become more conducive for development later today, and this system is likely to regenerate into a tropical storm or higher by Friday, while the system moves towards uh, northward over the subtropical central Atlantic. So, is that going to become a hurricane? Again, who knows? 70% chance of further formation in the next 48 hours, 70% chance over the next seven days. So, Emily's going to be hanging around a while. Is it possible that we end up with two hurricanes at once? It clearly is possible. I'm not predicting that that's going to happen, folks. Again, it's only happened twice. Um, while I am a proponent and a believer that much of our cycling weather patterns are being influenced by global warming, uh, this is clearly not because of global warming, I mean, because it's you know, it happened in 1933 and it happened in 1959. Uh, it's just a weird set of circumstances that may be exacerbated some by global warning. warning. Anyway. Uh, also uh, in the Atlantic, in the East Tropical Atlantic, you got disorganized showers and thunderstorms continue in association with an area of low pressure located several hundred miles west of the Cabo Verde Islands. Uh, despite marginal environmental conditions, slow development is possible. That's right in the trough. And the low could become a tropical depression by the weekend while the system moves west-northwestward. Talking about 20% in the next 48 hours and 40% for the next seven days. As it comes across the trough, who knows what's going to happen. Then in the northwestern Caribbean Sea, an area of low pressure could form in a couple of days over the northwestern Caribbean Sea. 
Some gradual development of this system is possible over the weekend and early next week, and a tropical depression could form while it moves slowly northward across the eastern Gulf of Mexico. 10% chance in the next 48 hours and 40% for the next seven days. So clearly the Atlantic is in the developmental stage of the system. It's been more active in the Pacific and all of a sudden we've got two new areas to watch in the Pacific. So in the south of southern Mexico, a broad area of low pressure located several hundred miles south of the coast of southern Mexico is producing sun disorganized showers and thunderstorms. Environmental conditions appear favorable for gradual development of this system and a tropical depression is likely to form within the next couple of days. They're talking about 50% chance in the next 48 hours, 80% chance in the next seven days. Then in the Central East Pacific, showers and thunderstorms are showing signs of organization and association with another low pressure system located well south of the southern tip of Baja, California. Environmental conditions are expected to be conducive for development of this system also. And a tropical depression uh, is likely to form by the weekend while it moves west-northwestward over the central portion of the tropical eastern Pacific. 40% chance in the next 48 hours, 60% chance over the next seven days. And folks, can I tell you how tired I am of talking about weather already? And we still got, what, six, eight more weeks of this? Crap. Wow. All right, be on your toes, folks. That's all I can say. I'll be back with a couple more stories after a quick break from one of our network sponsors. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Cheers on the second cup of coffee this morning, folks. All right, the first story today has to deal with celebrity. Celebrity Cruises announced the necessity to cancel a series of upcoming voyages scheduled in 2024-2025 on three of its ships due to adjustments in deploy- deployment plans. While these cancellations might 
pose an inconvenience to guests. The uh, Royal Caribbean owned company is committed to rectifying the situation by providing substantial compensation. They might call it substantial com compensation. I never do. Specifically, the maintenance schedule for Celebrity Apex has been rescheduled, resulting in the cancellation of the following cruise departures. The 9th of November, 2024, which is the 12-night transatlantic. The 21st of November, which is the 9-night Caribbean cruise. And all sailings between the 8th of March and the 26th of April in 2025, uh, which are various Caribbean cruises. Celebrity Constellation's deployment in 2025 has been modified as the ship is now set to be home porting in Tampa. Consequently, all cruises scheduled from the 11th of January to the 3rd of April, 2025, have been canceled, except for one departing on the 1st of March. While wow, that's not canceled, who knows? The canceled sailings will be substituted with the newly devised itineraries. Interesting that Constellation's gonna be in Tampa. Celebrity Equinox entire 2024-2025 South America season has been replaced with Caribbean deployment. We talked about that last week. To address the disruption caused by these cancellations, Celebrity has taken proactive measures. The company is in the process of reaching out to uh, guests impacted by these changes, ensuring they're well informed, and the guests will have options to receive a full refund for their bookings including those that were initially made using future cruise credit, which will be promptly reinstated. And a further step to demonstrate their commitment to guest satisfaction, celebrities offering an additional compensation package in the form of onboard credit for future cruises. This compensation will amount to $200 for guests who have regular uh, reserved regular staterooms of $400 for those who have chosen accommodations in the retreat. So, I think the cruise lines, you know, make these kind of changes. And I know it's an necessity. But goodness gracious, when you set your schedule, why don't you keep it? You know how often you have to do, like the Apex, you know how often they have to go on a try knock shouldn't be that difficult to lay out your schedule, folks. I mean, not the way it's constantly being changed. It's just ridiculous. All right. The next story this morning has to do with the new standing. Again, one of my favorite ships. Holland America Line announced the new 28-day Arctic Circle crossing Greenland and Iceland's legendary voyage exploring Greenland, Iceland, and Norway, according to a departing on June 29, 2025, on the New Staten Dam. The voyage is inspired by the roots of Norse explorer Eric the Red, known as the founder of the first European settlement in Greenland. Sailing round trip from Rotterdam, the journey includes visits to 15 ports across five countries, including an overnight call in Reykjavik and four maiden calls in Greenland. 
legendary voyages gives Holland America the opportunity to correct long cruises that delve deeper into the region and include ports that normally they don't visit. Uh, there are maiden calls in Greenland on the new Arctic Circle crossing on uh, places that I'm even attempt to pronounce. So. One of the things about Holland America, they tend to have lean more toward longer cruises. If you want to do some of the legendary voyages, Holland America seems to have that market cornered. I know I've looked at several like circumnavigating South America and you know they've got the that's in that corner of the market. <clears throat> they always do a, a world cruise or two every year. I've never been able to afford one of those. I keep hoping one of these days that I'll get some kind of sponsorship deal and somebody will send me on one. I do it in a heartbeat. But Holland America has seems to have a market on the long cruises. I have become more and more of a fan of Holland America simply because number one, their food is excellent. I find their service to be just top notch. Um, this particular ship has a few issues as far as accessibility goes, but the people have been very open and honest about the situation and have been very helpful to me. So I can't complain. But anyway, there's uh, there's a lot of things to look at in Holland America. Yeah, it's not the best cruise line for kids. There's not a lot for kids to do, but there's plenty to do for adults. Uh, there's plenty for senior citizens. So it's just that I've become more and more putting Holland America toward the top of my list. You know, this is uh, what's this my sixth or seventh Holland America cruise now. Very happy. Very happy. <laughs> All right. Down in Galveston, Texas. This is probably the biggest growing area in, the, in our cruise world right now. The Galveston Warb said in a statement that it's continuing negotiations with MSC and Norwegian to develop a fourth cruise terminal. Roger Reese, Galveston Wars Port Director and CEO, says we're excited about the huge potential of this mutually beneficial public-private partnership. Adding MSC to our family of cruise lines would offer our cruise guests an elegant European-style cruise experience. It would elevate our status as the top U.S. cruise home port, boost the region uh, economically, and allow MSC to reach a new market of millions of cruise passengers in the central U.S. The statement comes after port trustees voted against expending money and resources on the port terminal earlier this week. That was a little shocking after they've already spent some, I don't remember how many million dollars on the plans. 
trustee says that they wanted more information ahead of building the new terminal, citing the financial impact on other port projects and potential impact on the port's debt. Galveston Ward's, Ward's Board of Trustees Chairman Harry Maxwell said, we remain committed to working on a mutually beneficial partnership to bring these world-class cruise lines to Homeport in Galveston. Jeff Patterson, chairman of the board's finance committee, added, I'm strongly supportive of the fourth cruise terminal and looking forward to finalizing the details so we can move forward. The Wharf's board has already authorized expenditure $673,000 for design and free engineering cost estimates for the proposed terminal. Ruben Rodriguez, president of MSC Cruises, said that we remain committed to our plans for a new home port in Galveston as part of our ongoing North American expansion. Bringing our modern, glamorous ships to Texas would provide our guests and travel advisors even more opportunities to experience the future of cruising. Anyway, it looks like that's me, the way I read this, folks, and I could be totally wrong on this, but it sounds to me like some of the politicians there in Galveston want to, rather than building it themselves and getting their money back through leasing it to the cruise lines, probably want to go try to hold up the cruise lines for a little cash influx uh, to underwrite the cost of this project more than it's already been discussed. Just the way I'm looking at it. Anyway, the, the, they're saying all the right things. They want to do it, but then they voted not to continue. I, that's Something's a foul, and I'm not sure totally what it is. And finally, this morning, Serenade of the Seas Again, just like the deployment uh, problems with uh, celebrity. Celebrity of the Seas has uh, canceled a cruise to accommodate a charter. Cruise Line said in a letter to guests to accommodate a new charter sailing, we've adjusted the itinerary for our upcoming September 13, 2024, Serenade of the Seas sailing. Serenade will now sell a five-night Western Caribbean itinerary. So if you planned on a nine-nighter, folks, you'd get cut now. Again, I mean, I understand that the companies, you know, have to do charters, and they don't necessarily happen until after the schedules are set. Still, man, I hate, absolutely hate that for the cruise guests. All right. I wonder if I ever got a message. No, I didn't get a message from uh, my guest for today, so I must have screwed up on that one. All right, let's go over and see who's in the chat room, then I'm going to go visit my buddy Nate. Have a little lunch with him today. Mike's with us. I'm Mike. Gretchen's here. Hey, Gretchen. How's things out? No. Ah, there's Dennis. Hey, Dennis. Good to see you, my friend. String quality is good. Only here. 
this is the one place on this ship that I seem to have a decent quality stream and it's remained reasonably consistent. In my cabin, it sucks. I wouldn't even attempt to do a stream from my cabin. It's awful. I sometimes can't even stay online long enough to write stories. Uh, Disney Wonder, that's correct. Disney Wonder is the ship that's up here. It's right next to me. Robin's with us. Says, good morning from Mazatlan. Well, I take it that there's not any major damage down there. At least you're landing there. I'm still interested, uh, Robin, as to what the situation is going to be like going through the canal. I keep getting reports that they got all this traffic stacked up in the canal. And I'm sure cruise ships have a little, you know, get preference on going through there, I think. But who knows? It's going to be interesting that you make it, uh, you make it through there on schedule, Robin. But at least I'm glad you have avoided any further weather and you're actually on the boat. Of course, Robin and Kenneth are sailed out of Los Angeles and had that lovely tropical storm while they were in Los Angeles. And they're sailing down the Mexican Riviera, going through the Panama Canal and sailing all the way up to New York, which is just a, I think it's a great cruise. Uh, Elizabeth is with us down at Cozumel. I was just talking about you last night, Elizabeth. Wayne is Diaz from what looks like a not-so-sunny day here at Cozumel. Well, yesterday we had an absolutely lovely sunny day. And today here in Skagway, you still can't see, but about halfway up the mountain. So it is cloudy and kind of ugly looking <laughs> at this point. Uh, shrink milk to alleviate the heat from hot peppers. Going to be a hot day here, Robin says. I can eat a whole jar of those chili stuffed olives. <clears throat> I prefer that over a waffle day. Yeah, but you like things a lot hotter than I do, Elizabeth. I like spice, but I don't like it where it brings tears to my eyes. And that pepper yesterday did that. And Dennis, you know, when I ate that olive, hell, I don't even know if I could have found milk on this. <laughs> but it was a hot one. Oh, my goodness. I'll know the next time I'll worry about my vegetable levels to be a little more discriminating. Uh, <clears throat> and Dennis noticed that I didn't try to slaughter Greenland names because in Greenland and Iceland, forget it. I'll work on my Italian with you. Greenland and Iceland. <laughs> Ain't gonna happen. Once I get that break of it, I'm done. Ken and I are going to go into Mazatlan for a bit. <clears throat> I've always liked Mazatlan. Um, the first time I was in Mazatlan, the, uh, now this is going back a number of years ago, remember. This was back in my Kribble days. In the 
late 70s, early 80s. I can't remember the first time I, I went to uh, Mazelon. But the, uh, the captain of the ship, uh, when we landed at Mazelon, got on and says, okay, folks, I'm going to is issue a warning here. I do not suggest that any of you go to senior frogs because uh, people tend to not get back to the ship in time to say it uh, because they make extremely big, strong drinks. So, of course, six of us got off the ship, rented a van, or rented a van with a driver, and had him take us to Senior Frogs. And back in those days, you got a you know, great big schooner kind of drink with seven shots of liquor in it. And I sat there all afternoon and drank, I don't know, three or four of them. I was toasted, but I did get back to the ship one time. Never should have made that announcement, and probably half the people that were there wouldn't have been there. So, so anyway, uh, Robin, I don't suggest you go to Senior Frogs in Mazatlan. Was it Mazatlan? I believe it was Mazatlan. When I last time I was there, I got off the the ship and went through. You know, the, the touristy selling crap area. <clears throat> and when you first, and it's a, a building on the pier. And when you first went through it and got into the open uh, air area, which was more touristy kind of crap to get out to where you could get transportation, there was a uh, open air outside bar. <clears throat> and I stopped and said, well, do you have a pina colada? And the gentleman said, yes, of course we do. I said, okay, how much are they? He says, five dollars. I said, five dollars for a pina colada? I said, with booze? He said, oh, yeah. I said, well, I have one. So he fixed me a pina colada, and it was yummy. Well, so I didn't go anyplace else. I just sat there all day and drank pina coladas with several other people from the cruise ship at five bucks a pop. Now, and that was cheaper than on the cruise ship. So, and they were good. I like them. Anyway, Ken and Robin, y'all have fun. Hi, Emily's with us. Hey, Emily. Hate to be trashing you on being on those storms, Emily, but oh, what the heck. Couldn't avoid it. Uh, Emily says, welcome to Robin. Robin and Kenneth are here all the time, Em. Although it's normally Kenneth talking to Robin, but anyway, they're they're together. Uh, Gretchen says stormy and hot here today. Now I will uh, I'll put on a, because it's really out. I'll put on my a jacket today. Of course, I've got layers on. Uh, the temperatures have been. Um, mid 50s at night upper 60s during the day which for alaska that's pretty nice weather it's i think this weekend i saw it's going to be in the 70s up here so it's just incredibly warm weather but this it looks like it could be a little iffy out there today so i'll probably grab my jacket when i leave the ship 
Then it says the Northwest Passage Voyage is a bucket list cruise. Alaska to New York. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? Uh, Elizabeth says, enjoy your day in Mazatlan, Robin and Ken. Hope the weather is better over there than it is here. I'm still sitting by my pool now anyway. All the rain is on the way. And Dennis says, as long as Galveston doesn't privatize the port, which always ends up costing passengers more. Yeah, I know. One of the things that Galveston needs to do, they need to improve transfers from Houston Airport. Now, there's two airports in Houston. The one most people go into, the international. And it's horrible to get transfers to Galveston. Um, the two times I sailed out of Galveston last year, I drove. Well, from Virginia to Galveston, Texas, that's a hell of a drive. But still, that's the way I did it. As a matter of fact, I was, I did two or three cruises in Florida, got off them, drove to Galveston, and did two more out of Galveston, and then back to Virginia. And then the next time I went to Galveston, I just I drove from Virginia to Galveston. Uh, Emily's just speaking Waffle Day. I do love waffles. Well, boy, finally something that, that Emily likes to eat. She normally sticks her nose up at everything we talk about. Then it says Greenlandic is not one of my languages. I'm not sure anybody speaks Greenlandic. <clears throat> so, senior frogs, I roll. Yeah, I know. I still go to one every now and then. You know, I do like, again, I've had a long history of not being able to do excursions. The The first two ports, uh, Ketchikan and Juneau yesterday, I got off of my scooter. One, I had to do some filming for scooter Okay. So I had to do that on the scooter, which means I couldn't do any excursions. They don't have the accessible vans like I, I used uh, to get to the to uh, the port in Vancouver. But today I'm gonna get off here at Skagway with my chair because I'm going to Nate's office and I'll just be handier and I want him to see what we'll be dealing with next week uh, for the two big excursions that I'm doing. So uh, there's some method in my madness. I'll be in my chair today. Dennis says, Popeye the Mega and Mazatlan. I have done that before. And we said, ooh, my bad. I didn't know who Robin. Oh, okay. She didn't realize Robin was the other half of Kenneth. Oh, yo, yo, Brooklyn in the house. Hey, Eddie. Good morning, Lake, but finally here. <clears throat> no, it's always good to have you, Eddie. All right, guys, that's going to wrap me up from way Alaska. Of course, I'll be back here next week on Skagway Day next week when I'm on the uh, Princess ship. Uh, as today, we're going to go up to see Michelle Phillips and the puppies. So, looking forward to that. 
I'm looking forward to my three days in Anchorage too, to roll around Anchorage. So I posted a general uh, story on the blog this morning about Juno, very general in terms, uh, but accessibility of Juno, which is pretty decent. Uh, I'm going to do a more specific uh, piece on my experiences in Juno yesterday and why I couldn't do things like go to Tracy's Crab Shack or the Red Dog Saloon. I'll tell you why. If Hot Air Tom was here, he would guess why I couldn't go to Tracy's, Tracy's Crab Shack. I took a, lit, a look at the menu and it burned my finger. I mean, when I picked up a menu for a restaurant, it says $700 and $600 and $275 and $300. I'm going, what the hell is this? I didn't want to buy the place. I wanted lunch. It's expensive. Really expensive. I think the cheapest thing was like $28.50 for a cup of soup. I go back on the boat. So then I got over to, I mean, I did, I rolled around a good bit of Juno yesterday. Got to the Red Dog Saloon, which I, I'd never been in the Red Dog Saloon before. So I went through the, the you know, swinging saloon doors, old-fashioned Western saloon doors. It got inside. It's pretty dark in there. The first thing I noticed was a couple of dancing girls over at the table in, in their outfits. But that was okay. I know they have entertainment in there. But it's got like eight inches of sawdust on the floor. And I'm thinking, man, I don't want to drive, drive the scooter into that sawdust. I'm not sure if it wouldn't screw the thing up. So I said, eh, nope. Turn it had a little, you know, clear area when you walk through the door. So I just turned it around and went back out. I was, I was literally afraid of driving into that much sawdust getting stuck or screwing up the, the gears and wheels and stuff. So I didn't even have a drink in the Red Dog Saloon. So anyway, that's it for today, guys. Uh, looking forward to going and meeting my buddy here in a little bit. Uh, I will probably post something on that. And it says duck fart. Now that the duck farts, that's in the in catch can at the the other red saloon. It's red dog saloon. Well, anyway, there's two red. One's in catch can and one's in tuna. So all right, guys, <clears throat> that's going to wrap it up for today. Thanks for being with me. Don't forget to hit that yeah. like button. Subscribe if you haven't. I'll be back same time tomorrow for Friday Travel and Cruise Industry News Podcast. Have a fabulous day, everybody. Talk to you soon. As always, stay safe, stay healthy. Think about cruising. Hopefully one day soon we'll all get together on the high seas. Have a great day, y'all. See you tomorrow. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry 
So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be.